This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. On the Front Burner puts two no-nonsense culinary professionals on air discussing tough industry topics, interviewing fascinating food personalities, and providing penetrating looks at the industry that we love. We don't always agree and often provide compelling personal insights from a unique combination of life experiences. You know, it's a lively give and take. It's by no means conventional. Elaine owns Sweet Cheeks Baking Company and is a winner of the Food Network's Cupcake Wars and Fabulous Cakes. A seasoned industry professional, she is a cake designer and a certified sommelier. Don is a chef, an award-winning journalist, and a culinary educator. Together we take a not-always-pretty, sometimes-funny, and always-entertaining look at the world of food and beverage. Hi, I'm Don Williamson. Hi, I'm Elaine Ordizzoni, and we're back with part two. Of On the Front Burner, and today we're talking about wine, all kinds of wine. And Elaine, what are we going to talk about this time? Well, you know, I want to talk about how much better um, restaurants have gotten in San Diego and Southern California due to the um, increase in love for wine, the increase in the number of sommeliers, um, the local wineries here. I feel like we've everyone's kind of stepped up their game with it. So we have with us, uh, again, for part two, we've got two um, guests, both Lisa's, my Lisa Redwine to my left and my Lisa Kelly to my right. Lisa Redwine is an advanced sommelier. Lisa Kelly is a um, event manager and vineyard manager, not vineyard manager. What is your what is your actual title at Cheval Winery in Escondido? It started off as project manager, oh, and then when my project was done, um, the owner said I wasn't going anywhere because I, You're I so good. consulted her to to buy a job. Yeah. So I got a job. I love it. I love it, and I know <laughs> she loves having you there. Yeah, we have a lot of fun. So um, actually, so Lisa, on that, you know, I know you you gleaned a lot of information to get that, you know, to feel more comfortable on that job. Mm-hmm. And part of that was taking Lisa Redwine's wine course at SDSU, which is called what? What's the course called? Exploring Wine. Exploring Wine. And it, cool. it, it's a great course. I'm not just saying it because she's sitting here. And I'm not a night person. So Monday evenings, because I used to call them Funday Mondays, I'm like, okay, this qualifies. I'm going to have some fun. <laughs> but um, it was an evening course. So by then, you know, I've just... You know, I've been up since five o'clock in the morning. I've probably been out in the in the vineyard, and I'm just done. Toast, toast, you know, yeah. but I loved it, and I and you know, kudos to her because she made learning really easy for somebody that's not a night person. And you guys end up having quite a few connections. We do, seems. we do. We have um, Duncan Williams, our winemaker, who we love. Is, yeah, is good friends with uh, Lisa. Yeah, well, I've known Duncan for a long time. I. Met Duncan at Falbrook Winery and then through uh, the San Diego wine competitions run by Robert Whitley. Um, And, you know, I have to say really – I mean, and I'm not saying – I'm not saying this because you're sitting right next to me. But this is delicious Sangiovese. Oh, we're drinking the Cheval Winery Maverick. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of our wine. It was one of the reasons why I told her, I go – you, you can't get rid of the vineyard. I no. know you don't want it right now, but you will. One of my chuckles about that vineyard is that so many of the grapes are actually Italian varieties. <laughs> and yet she named it Cheval because it means horse in, in French. But and she's a horse lady. And she's French. Oh, she is. She's oh, a French heritage. And our marketing person go. said... We can have an Italian varietal, I love predominantly, it. but we're still going to name the you know the winery. No, I was psyched because I think that I love that. I love San Joe. I love Barbera. Oh, I'm so glad and I you love guys it. like yes. it. It's exciting. Hey, Elaine, what is horse in Italian? Cavallo. Uh, 
You know, Cavallo. Why? Sorry, Cavallo. Cavallo. It just fits my theory that literally everything sounds better in French. Yes, because Cavallo we, is a beautiful word. What do you have? Don, Don's trying to rope, rope us in already. <laughs> See, right. the girls just want to yip yap. It's more fun. But I know Lisa. What Lisa Redwine? I know you kind of have to leave. But um, so we're going to continue just the three of us, and we'll be sad when you have to go. Um, was there something else we wanted to have Lisa tell us today? Well, we were talking about wines and how much, and, and you started it off, Elaine, talking about how wines have made the culinary area better here in San Diego. I think that's a place for us to start talking. Well, I think for me as somebody who really, I mean, wine is in my blood. I think the day where I become so jaded, whether it's a bottle of you know, Chateau Latour, and I turn my nose up at it because I've had it before. Oh, right, <laughs> right. Or when I say, oh, I'm not even willing to try those wines because I can't produce good wines. I think oh, yeah, part, that's sad too. Part, yeah. of, part of being a true wine professional is being open-minded to trying new places and having new experiences. And also recognizing, I mean, 25 years ago is Paso Robles. The right. dynamic wine region that it is today. I love that. Right? Yeah. You know, so I think that, you know, looking at different places. And, and by the way, all you San Diegans, do yourself a favor. Get in your car on a Saturday afternoon. Drive. What's Escondido? Was it a half hour maybe? Maybe if you're from a downtown. half an hour. Yeah, I think it's half hour from downtown. And drive into the Escondido wine country if you haven't already. It's crazy how good the wines are. Well, and and not only that, but it's whenever I go out there, I feel like I've had a vacation. Yeah. You, you forget that just down the road, there's Target. You know, there's – it's right. surrounded the by – The auto parkway. Right? And then you get back there and you're like, what am I in Tuscany? Right. Yeah. And the wines are – they're everything that – you know, and I can't speak for other sommeliers or wine professionals, but for me, it's what I wax on about. It's it's small production and it's mm-hmm. families and it's part of their like family culture and giving, you know, giving the next generation and that family something to build upon. And, you know, that's what and the passion that the people that are making wine in these regions undiscovered. Escondido, Ramona. Sure. You know, and if you haven't visited Temecula lately, it's changed. So revisit it if mm-hmm. you've been up there. And- There's some great things happening. Right. I was recently in Escondido working the Farmers Bureau dinner, and I just had to stop and look and think, am I in Escondido? It, not only the wine was good and the food was good, but it was gorgeous. I was mm-hmm. really amazed. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think the other big mistake that people make is that they go to a place like Escondido and then they start talking about comparisons to Napa and Sonoma. Right. And you can't. It's different. Well, it's it's exactly different it's terroir, just different, different, it's different climates, everything. right? So, but compare Napa to southern Italy or compare sure. Napa right. to Piedmont, northern it's totally different. Why would you bother to compare? Well, and the other well, because you hear well. Enjoy them both. Right? Well, and the other thing too is that remember Napa Valley had a beginning. Right. It wasn't always. Yeah. It wasn't always, you know, the gilded Highway 29. It was. It was hard work in Italians and Swiss. Right. Exactly. And we're not going to run up into about uh, Temecula a lot this time, but we will. But we want to talk about a tremendous amount 
of investment being made in Temecula right now by a lot of Chinese investors to a great extent who are trying to make Temecula the next Napa or Sonoma. That's a really interesting dynamic that's going on, and we'll talk about that in the show coming up. But what I really want to to say before I leave is kudos to Lisa. And Amen. Kudos oh, to me? you, little yes. you. Thank you. And, you know, also, too, I mean, I have to give a shout out to the ladies that I really come to know and love up in Escondido with Domain Artifact, Archipiano, and Highland Valley Cellars. Uh, and the reason is because they've either been in Women's Wine Alliance, which is a nonprofit organization that focuses on the education and scholarship opportunities for women in the wine industry because you can't always afford that $1,000 exam right. fee, right? right? And then um, – or taking classes at SDSU. You know, these wineries like Chevelle and and Archipiano and, and Domain Artifact and Highland Valley Cellars really represent the true passion that um, a small local producer has has to have to be successful. Yeah. So do yourself a favor. Get in your car. Make the journey. You won't regret it. I love that. That's such a good, that's a really good suggestion. And I've done it a few times now. And I, I have um, been fortunate enough to actually to do a couple collective little classes up at Cheval with Lisa and with Duncan Williams. Um, And it's been so much fun. And the wine, every time I taste the wines, I just can't, I I just kind of like, you know, as you said, you know, you'd go into something not knowing what they're going to taste like. You're thinking Escondido, it's always hot. They're not going to have any acidity or balance. And they do. They have great acidity, great balance. They're they're beautiful, beautiful wines. It's a really fun. It's been a really fun thing. Mostly, mostly mm-hmm. reds, but that's great. We uh, Dr. Kaufman, who's a chemist and and you know a big deal. Um, he was he was participating in the last one. It really opened his eyes. But what I loved, Elaine might have been a little surprised, but I said, you know, regardless of how many wine club members or whoever wants to come to this class, being in the position I am. I, I'm like, even if it's just me there, I want you to be here on Sunday, you know. Which was very kind yeah, of it was, it was yeah. a great learning opportunity for all of us that got to attend. So thank yeah. you. Oh, my gosh. It's my pleasure. Well, Lisa Redwine, I know you need to leave. We're going to keep on going. But you have a fabulous day, and we'll talk to you soon. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you. Thanks, honey. Thank you. Lisa's got to go sell some wine. Yeah. <laughs> and and. Out of the park with that exam. Woo-hoo. And, you know, I have to say, not have to, get to. Yes, that you get to. And exactly. when do you take that exam, Lisa? Oh, geez, Louise. I am a, I'm hoping to be accepted for 2020. We'll have you back to see what happens. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, that was so cool that Lisa came back. It was. I enjoyed yeah. that. She is uh, – She's great. She was my introduction to wine locally because I worked for eight years for the San Diego Wine and Food Festival. Mm-hmm. And Lisa has been a stalwart there. And so, yeah, it was really great to see her and to see the passion. You know, people hear about wine, Somalia, and eh, what's the deal? But when you hear someone like Lisa talk, you know that there's some real love, some real passion there. Um, oh, she's in it. And, you know, she also, to me, is a great – and I always kind of felt like this. And, you know, I have to say for myself, I've never been a snobby person. And I know a lot of people have this vision of someone who's a sommelier being a snob or they think someone who's into wine is a snob versus someone who's into beer or someone who's into whiskey. And I feel like it's not fair. If you look at some of the people who are intense into whiskey or beer these days, they are in it just, mm-hmm. as, just as bad. And they are just as snobby about drinking a lousy beer or whiskey when they could be having their favorite. And, you know, Lisa is a great person to make you recognize that someone who is, 
even that high level and that that loaded with knowledge is nothing snobby about it. It's just pure passion and it's just pure love of learning and love of sharing. And I have a lot of respect for that. And, you know, the love of wine has just exploded here in San Diego. I, you know, it's just amazing to me the number of wineries and the number of wine classes and the amount of just wine talk and wine-related activity going on. I know our Lisa Kelly is still here from Cheval, and they've even got a wine district in Escondido. Now, people that haven't been to Escondido in a long time are going to say, there's a what, where? But Lisa... <laughs> Tell us about the what, where. I will. Thank you. Um, I was introduced to this wine association of Escondido through one of the local wineries called Forgotten Barrel. And I think that the snobby stuff is a little bit of a stereotype because what I've learned is what a community it is. And yeah. everybody wants to help each other. That's they, so nice. Yeah, they know that we're new. They know that there's, you know, a event manager, you know, business owner running a winery and a horse lover, you know, who's been showing horses <laughs> and had a business doing hair, owning the winery. And Duncan came in and he, he looked Duncan, for, Duncan Williams, our winemaker. He's very knowledgeable what's going on in the community. Cause he consults for those, those homegrown vineyards that want something in their backyard. Oh, to, I didn't realize he did that too. And he also is still mm-hmm. winemaker at Fallbrook. Fallbrook. Well, he's, he's up at Faulkner. Oh, Faulkner. I'm Faulkner. sorry. Mm-hmm. Faulkner. Yeah. Winery. And so the association actually meets uh, – we were meeting once a month on a early morning on a Wednesday. And now it's uh, – the, they're, they're doing it um, once a quarter. In fact, the next meeting is at Cheval Winery oh, good. at 8.45 in the morning. So that's something that I host because um, our owner is not a – she's a double-digit girl for, for those early morning hours. But <laughs> um, you'd be surprised. There's a, there's a full map and I think people are surprised when they see – you know, there's over. So, how many 30. wineries are up there? Well, just in this association that are participating, there's over thirty. But there's well, and they're all Escondido, right? They're that's, all that's not they, including they're San required Marcos, to be. Or? Well, we're on the border, but um, we're considered Escondido, uh-huh. and they keep it to Escondido. And then they do like you know, friends of Escondido would be Bernardo wineries on there. Okay, um, I think you brought up um, Salerno at one time. Salerno, which isn't there anymore. I know. Interesting story. Herman Salerno. Yeah. he was a family member of one of my event planners, and that was really? one another introduction. So we actually have some of his port in the back at you uh, do? Cheval Winery. So. You know, just a quickie side note, because um, my my husband's family are Salernos also, Salerni, I guess that'd be plural. And so we used to love to go to Salerno Winery with Uncle Larry Salerno. And Herman, I don't know if you know this, sang opera. I do know that. Oh, my God. So much fun. And they also did Sunday afternoon pizzas. Yes. You could go. You were probably there. We probably ran into each other. Is that a family connection? No, I don't think so. We didn't think they were connected, but we would go. And of course, Larry thought that was so cool. They had the same last name. And and we would make pizza. And Hermano is probably what you would call an Italian who's named Herman. Uh, Hermano, he would sing opera. And it was just a fantastic place, right by Mount, wasn't it by Mount Woodson? Or yeah, no, but, no, dear Julian. Uh-huh, dear Julian. Dear Julian. But you see how this happens? It's just, it's a connection after a connection. So, because yeah. Elaine and I know each other in the event planning industry. Yeah. And then we get to talking about wine and I told her about this new project and the way everybody's embraced me, you know, I didn't have to continue this project. I still run my business. Um, but I love Donna. I, I love her family and I 
definitely the owner love the of winery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Donna Kaufman. She's, yeah, she's great. Very passionate about it. And um, almost all the wines are all estate grown. That just changed recently when Duncan brought in um, juice, a wine already produced up in Coombsville, a Napa, Napa region. Oh, okay. Sorry, Coombsville mm-hmm. is a region in Napa. Oh, I don't know that. But um, it all has a story. And everybody mm-hmm. likes a story. You think about, you know. So not to get off topic, but I, you know, in the area of North County alone, you could just spend a day and be within three miles of where Cheval Winery is and visit four wineries in, in a day. That's, I think, a lot. But I think that's plenty. I mean, I don't know. Some people feel like they can get in a limo and visit multiples. I think three three to four wineries is a lot if you're drinking at every single mm-hmm. one of them, even and, if you have a ride. And even where you live, Elaine, in Little Italy. Yeah, we've know, got Pally Wine Co. Let's talk about that. Well, you know, it's funny. Here I, I'm in the wine industry in elements of my life. I live down the street from a couple places that opened. I haven't been to either, and I feel kind of badly. Um, but Pally Wine Co. or Wine Company is right down the street, and I know that they wine um, dinners, and I've actually seen pictures of them online and, and recognized some of the guests as my neighbors, which is kind of cool. Um, but they have a really cool spot right off of uh, – right on India Street, right off of Hawthorne. And then there's Carruth Cellars, which is, I think, on Kettner. And they've got a little tasting and barrel room, which is kind of a neat thing. I have, haven't been in there, but she's also got a back, um, they've also got a little back patio area. And then, um, with the wine, as far as wine tasting, Vino Carta is a great wine shop down there that has very esoteric labels, which I find fascinating because I don't recognize them. Anytime I don't recognize something, I'm intrigued and I want to try it. So I know some people will immediately go after the little penguin, the yellowtail, the nonsense that are just cute labels. Or something they recognize that says Chardonnay or it says Merlot. Um, I find completely the opposite. I want to see something that looks like I have never seen it before. So that's a great place for that. Um, and then we started also discussing the – oh, you know what? I, another place I wanted to mention that I was just recently at um, is Calavi Spa. And they're a really small – do you know Calavi? Oh, yes, yes, of course, know, the of new course. tasting room. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So Calavi makes wine. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. And I was just recently up there for a big opening. I saw you there. And I saw you there, too. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, my gosh, their red blend was excellent. And it was, it was much more Bordeaux tasting. It was it was excellent. It I was didn't a want totally them to take different it away. style. I know. We had to get on the bus. So I was really impressed with that. So, anyway, it's just – it's really amazing to try these things in places that you – you know, as a as a a person who studies wine, and whenever you learn about these places that are super mm-hmm. hot, your your instantly red flags go up. Oh, it's too hot. It's not going to be balanced. But then you realize they're on these hillsides. They've got beautiful sea air blowing in. You just don't really see it. Same with even Temecula. You, it's a valley. The sea air is cruising in, so you have cool nights, and that's what saves the grapes, and that's mm-hmm. what gives you allows you to have balance in the wine. Because the sugar cellar. And you know, what's interesting is that as you're saying all these names, there's cellars, there's tasting rooms, there's vineyards. Right. There's wineries. And there's wineries. Mm-hmm. Ours specific, you know, is, is kind of all, all of them. You're all of we have, Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, depending on what you want your experience to be, do just a little bit of homework. Right. You know, whether that's a Google for one minute, but kind of get an idea of what you want to have as an experience and right. then mark it out and, and plan your day because then you're just setting yourself up for, for a better time. And You know, you're right because there are, you know, there are people who make wine and a lot of them, they make wine, but you will never see the actual makings. Correct. You won't see vineyards. Mm-hmm. You won't see the cows. 
and the plants and all that, you'll walk in and it will just be a place that is maybe just a tasting room mm-hmm. or it's just a winery is where they make the wine. They may not even grow their own grapes or even have vineyards. Yeah, that, that, that's a whole dichotomy that goes on now because you have people that buy grapes. They get grapes from Santa Barbara or other places and come in and they make their wine. And then we have vineyards here that actually grow their grapes and make their own wine. And those are two separate kinds of operations, but all of them are available right here. And they ha- it depends on what kind of grapes you want to grow here because everything can't grow here well. Right. Not everything will grow well. And a lot of the places who grow their own grapes don't grow all of their own grapes. So, for instance, at Cheval, you grow a bunch of grapes, but you also source grapes from out of the area as well because you need to. Sure. We just started just to that have because, you know, we're a small – we only produce – this past um, bottling was 3,000 bottles. So it's a, it's a very small yield. And um, – and the price reflects that. So I decided we need to source in some to make a little bit more balance in the price structure as well as, you know, we don't grow a lot of white. So I brought in a Sauvignon Blanc and then um, the Bubba wine, which is uh, the blend Merlot. Uh-huh. It's Yeah, it's Cabernet Sauvignon and Merlot 50-50 blend from Coombsville. Wasn't intended for us. It just came across our tasting table. And once our owner, who's called Bubba, tasted it, she's like, I want it. I want all of it. And it's, you know. It's the wine that's going to have her name to Bubba it. Bubba Wine Boss. Yep. <laughs> Love her. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, we're going to have to continue our wine conversation. I want to, we're going to bring in a, a local wine judge here who tastes wine for a living, which is a job that I think I'd like. But, you know, the thing that we don't think about when you hear about when – when Lisa Redwine was here earlier talking about the wine she drinks, you know, or, or taste or test, or the, or the wine judges, they're not drinking that wine. They're taking it. They're swishing it around in their mouth. They're getting all the flavors, and then they're just spitting it out, which is a whole different concept, I think, sometimes when you think about wine and judging wine. But we're going to do more of that. We're going to get back to some other serious things uh, in coming weeks. One of the things we didn't talk about today, and I know that when we say sommelier and master sommelier, people are going to say, well, didn't I hear about some testing scandal? We're going to talk about that soon and talk about what that means and how that works. And one of the things I want to invite you all to, to know about is that there's a La Jolla Pinot War going on. It's California versus Oregon in a Pinot showdown on the grounds of an exclusive La Jolla home. This is a fundraiser for the Chefs de Cuisine of San Diego Education Foundation. And it's going to be Wednesday, May 15th from 6 to 8.30 p.m. Only 30 people are, are, are going to be permitted because it's a small exclusive venue. It's $45 per person, $40 for Septa Cuisine members. And reservations open on April 8th. By the time you hear this, it'll already be April 8th. But go to www.sdchefs.org. It is going to be an amazing evening with some great wines and unbelievable food. And we'd like to have you there. Elaine will be there. I'll be there. We'll even give autographs. So, 
I'm Don Williamson. I'm Elaine Ordizzoni. And we're on the front burner, and we want to thank Lisa Kelly for being here from Cheval Winery. Yay! I uh, love my Lisa's. Lighting up our life today. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.